Hi, this is Arik and Aurelia, and we're here to talk about life and interesting things. Also, we think, but in the end, you will be the judge of it. Either way, what we have to talk about today is ageless. Right, so can you believe it? We're already on episode 20. Wow, that means like we did this for five months. Wow, yeah, and also, I mean, we've been doing the Speechless podcast also, so really, like, it's more podcasts we've done all together, because Speechless is actually our really intense, in-depth, behind-the-scenes version of Ageless, where Mm. (laughs) it leaves you speechless, but between the two podcasts, it's been really an amazing journey, so episode 20, I mean, 20 is a really intense number, right? I love it. But I mean, you know, with the podcast going on... Um, I think, yeah, that's the first thing I come on to talk about is just like stress management because I can just tell you with the podcast, uh, I've had for myself an increase, probably double, uh, workload in terms of deadlines of things that I need to get accomplished. Uh, many of our employees are on vacation unexpected, uh, changes where like so many things are being doubled. Our fur baby just had uh, like a simple operation, which is also taking up a lot of, you know, energy and attention. And then, you know, everything with Corona. I mean, there's just like so much going on, but I don't feel the pressure, you know, like sometimes I do. And I think that's what I want to talk about is like how to handle stress, like when there's so many things going on and like there's stress, like there's good stress. And then there's like stress that comes from drama. Well, or how do you want to? Uh-huh. This was like uh, many different stresses in one sentence, a paragraph rather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I would want to address the first one, which is uh, the stress that comes like with time. Mm-hmm. You know, you said like this is so much, and this has doubled, and this and this. Like this sounded like a time pressure stress, mm-hmm. and. I mean, you know my standard answer for that, and this is the reason why you say you don't feel the stress because the pressure, you have, yeah. or the yeah, the pressure and thereby no stress, mm-hmm. um, because you have heard me say this for years and years and years. Time is my servant, not my master, and we are thankfully living a time, you know, where there was Einstein telling us about the relativity of time and how time is bendable, how it is not fixed. And the way we make it fixed is through clocks. You know, that we go by these units that are defined and the more often you look at a clock, uh, the less time you have. Mm -hmm. But if you're just focused on the task and not on time, then time will just bend around that. Yeah. Well, it's it's really interesting you say that because two points that I hear you say is like you're talking about uh, service, like being a time is my servant, which I think is interesting because we're in the month of Virgo Mm -hmm. and that's an archetype of service. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I hear you say is like talking about time. And for me, like astrology as an astrologer is the science of time. You know, time interpretation, not so much time tracking, because, I mean, you can interpret things that then will hit, like mm-hmm. a train will arrive at 1220, right? And so that's... God know, willing. God willing. Yeah, God willing. 
that's always in there. Yeah, and in one piece, that's where the interpretation, like, what could go wrong? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so time, so service. Actually, mm-hmm. no, I uh, want to just have a small comment on that because that's exactly what people focus on who experience the stress of time. They focus on all the things that could go wrong, meaning like all the things they will not achieve in the allotted amount of time. And thereby so, wasting their time. And thereby wasting it. And You're literally wasting time. Yes. And so that I, I wanted to make this small annotation to what you said. So say. you're wasting time when you're worried about time. Yes. Because you're worrying, which is a waste. Yes. And that's not being... Because, I mean, if time is your servant, but you also have to serve time. Sometimes you have to serve time, and, and then time is your servant. Like, it's service. It goes both ways. It's not just one way. Like, serving time could be, in the way I... You know, as like an, from an astrological perspective, is with patience. Yes, I mean, if you you're know? a good master, then you obviously would have <laughs> patience with your servants. So yes, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Like but like serving like, time sounds like a prison sentence. Yes, it does. But we just cleared that up. You know, when judges, I think I said that before, but like when judges sentence someone to like, you know, 500 years in jail, you know, that's like for lifetimes, right? Like you might, you might be like, obviously no one's living 500 years anymore, but then like when you reincarnate that prison sentence is still with that person. I know. And then it'll manifest in different ways. Like maybe they'll be, uh, imprisoned in a relationship. Or they'll be imprisoned to a job, or they'll be imprisoned to, God forbid, like an illness or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like that prison sentence is always there. So I want to, I only bring that up because mm-hmm. I want to inspire people to never judge. Or, you know, they may not have reformed enough even in prison, and they're going to go into juvenile detention right away, and they do this and that and the other thing. Until the 500 years are up. It's mm-hmm. a very scary thought. So listen to Auric when he says, do not judge. Yeah. And I think that's like the next thing I wanted to talk about is like, I just like, I get sad. And I guess I wanted to really ask you about that is like people who are like on the spiritual path and then they get caught up in politics or... Like what's going on in the world, and then they then they become completely different people. Like as if they forget everything they've learned about karma. Mm. You know, like politics is the arena where you need to apply your spiritual practices. Mm. Well, why don't people do that? For me, this is actually quite in keeping what now is an issue because, um, in the same way as we said, you know, time is my servant and not my master. And time will bend around what I do when I'm focusing on the task. Then my task is getting done. But if I am focusing on time, then I'm no longer with my task. So anything that's connected to my task and what I have to do just falls by the wayside. And this is the same thing that you just said. Yes, we have observed this with um, great sadness that... people on a spiritual path truly on a spiritual path like once they focus on um, 
politics. Worldly They're no matters. longer focused on mm-hmm. the spiritual things, and so obviously they do forget what that means because our focus can only be on one thing at a time. I know we think we can multitasking, but this is just not true. You know, this is just... Waste of time. A waste of time, exactly. And um, so this works the same way. It is like we accomplish or we work with whatever our focus is. So how, how does one, so how does one waste time? It's like we keep talking like all these ways you can waste time. I mean, the, what I just heard you say is like, it's, it's really interesting. Like, okay, so you have focus and you cannot multitask. So, of course, you need to focus on your spirituality because it's not just politics, but it's also, you know, in career. It's also with family. Like, we... Relationships. Relationships. You know, like, people, like, they're on spiritual path and, like, they take the quote-unquote me time, which is not spirituality, okay? Mm -hmm. It includes me time, but it is not me time. Mm -hmm. It is, like, more I time, right? But it's like, seriously, and then when they go out into the world, it's like complete reset. Like, and I can explain this just like, you know, with the brain physiology, of course, it's like, this is what's called like an amygdala hijack, you know, where then they get put Mm. into situations. And I mean, I know that for myself, even, you know, it's like you get put into situations that trigger you. And this is the month of Virgo. So it's triggers galore. I always joke because I live with two Virgos. I have, you know, of course, uh, my my wife, beautiful Jungfrau Aurelia, Virgo, and then our fur baby is also a Virgo, and it's really interesting because <laughs> she actually has like a combination of our charts. Intense, is that? You know, it's really intense. I'm kind of digressing a little bit, but I just think it's like a good little breather, is that she... Um, you know, because you have the sun sign, you have the moon sign, and you have the rising sign, and these are the three... This tells you like who a person is in a chart. Like this is like the major like, okay, so what is the person? Sun sign, moon sign, rising sign. Almost everybody knows it, even people who know nothing about astrology. I mean, at least like in my experience. And um, it's and this really tells you who a person is. The sun is kind of like what we need to become. The moon sign is, um, you know, what's within us, like our reactive nature, how we respond to things. And our rising sign is really who we are, Okay. So it's really interesting because Saya is a is a Virgo, Aurelia is a Virgo. I have Moon in Aries, and Saya has Moon in Aries, and then Saya has Rising Libra, and I also have Rising Libra, and then other planets which I won't get into. I mean, maybe we can do another post on that, but it's like all these different planetary placements. It's like what's called like these midpoints, like these synergies of my chart and Aurelia's chart, and then there's Saya and. I mean, it's just, it's really funny. And I swear, Mm -hmm. we did not genetically engineer her. No, we did not. (laughs) She just appeared like a miracle. (laughs) She did, and it it was really quite unexpected. We had to change all of our travel plans and everything, and uh, we were split up for two months because of it. That was really intense. That was the first time in, you know, 15 years. I mean, either way, it's, it's really interesting. So... Um, we're in the month of Virgo. That's how I got onto that. And it's about all these triggers. So what, you know, what's a trigger? What's a trigger? Okay. Like you already said it, it has something to do with the brain physiology of the amygdala. That means, 
Um, something has happened in the past, either five minutes ago or five lifetimes ago, that we sadly most of the time do not need. That has been stored as a threat to our survival. <laughs> yeah, that's the amygdala hijack right there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, a situation comes about that reminds us, or the amygdala in that case, but like emotionally or physically, like any sensual input yeah. reminds us of that situation. Most of the time, subconscious. You know, it just, it reminds us, but we do not know, oh yeah, that's the thing again. The moment we know that, we already have a level of control. But most of the time, you know, there is no control. The central input comes, we're reminded of that life-threatening situation, and bam, we go into whatever our defensive mode is. Yeah, it sets up the, I mean, in terms of the amygdala, it sets up the emotional context of the reality. Mm. So then everything that's falling within that is then being filtered through that emotional con uh, context, and context is just another word for framework. Mm. And like there's content and there's context. Like I always mm -hmm. joke, like content creator, why well, I'm a context creator, <laughs> you know, and you just fill it up with content, but it's, it's, yeah, it's a waste of time to like focus then on the things that appear to be real, like fear, you know, false mm -hmm. experience appearing real, F-E-A-R. Mm -hmm. That's a waste of time. Yeah, for example, uh, something that maybe all of our listeners can easily relate to is, I mean, this is if you have like a gross out kind of reaction to insects. If not, then you probably cannot relate to that, but then you can relate it to whatever your rejected um, issue is or your pet peeve. <laughs> so I really am mm, not too fond of all kinds of creepy crawlers. And so whenever there is like a little hairball or maybe like... Um, tumbled up thread or something laying around on the floor, then my first amygdala response would be, it's a spider, it's a bug, it's like a tick, it's a flea, it's like any of these things, you know? And then my logic obviously comes in and says, okay, let's investigate. And then I see, oh no, it's just a fur ball or... It's just a piece of lint. And then, you know, the situation is under control. But do you think that this reaction is first the next time I see that? No. The next time I see it, it's exactly the same thing. Like my, I don't want to call it a fear because I'm not really afraid like of a tick or whatever, but like that's a trigger. That's this emotional context that you said, like, all the things I imagine that could happen if, God forbid, like a tick was in my environment. Mm -hmm. You know, this gets all triggered and I am reacting to that rather than remembering, oh no, that was just a little furball last time or that was just a little lint. So let's, before we go like, <gasps> 
first go investigate. You know, the, and that's another kind of stress going back. To the, the image beginning. I get is like autocomplete when you're typing on your keyboard and then it's like mm-hmm. suggesting words. Yes. And you know, like I have two keyboards. I have one English, one, um, what well, obviously one emoji and then one German. Mm-hmm. And then depending on which language I'm in, it, then it'll suggest certain words. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like the language selector is the emotional context. Wow. So I'm typing certain yes. words. And so it's uh-huh. like, okay, so I, dust, I type in dust bunny and it'll pop up like a spider emoji. Yeah. And then I'll be like, that's what it is. Uh-huh. Or I see someone in the news and it reminds me of, you know, someone I don't like. Oh my God, that person's like that person. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. Yes, exactly. You know, and this is then how hatred comes. Yes. It's just, that's how hatred spreads. Yes. So think about that. Take, we'll take a quick break and, um, you know, of course, please, you can listen to the ageless, uh, Spotify playlist to help you digest some of these, uh, issues that we're addressing here. And we'll be right back after this. This episode of ageless is brought to you by speechless, our unique podcast that will, well, leave you speechless. Search for it on Patreon. Okay, so we are back with Arik. And Aurelia. And we're talking about stress and time and judgment. And I feel like what I really wanted to address again was just like how people lose themselves, you know, just completely lose themselves when dealing with worldly matters, you know, spiritual aspirants, you know, people on the spiritual path. Yeah. I mean, you've seen that, right? I have seen that. And hmm, I have also seen that then hopefully, you know, when they have explored that um, dead end of the material environment enough, that then they come back. But I mean, that could take lifetimes. Yeah. Yeah. It can, and I mean, I'm pretty sure you have heard me say, or even maybe remember, maybe I might have even said it to you in the beginning at times, it's like, I don't care if you change today or tomorrow or in 500 years, because I have all the time in the universe. And so here we come back to, you know, time is my servant. Like for me, it's really, it doesn't matter. It is the suffering of the other person. And it's their free will who makes them uh, choose like the material over the spiritual and um, put all their spiritual achievements on the back burner because all of a sudden, you know, maybe I said something they didn't like or, you know, like they have to break through their next ceiling and that's just like, nah, life just has become so comfortable. You know, I worked so hard to achieve some sort of balance and now I'm finally here never understanding or remembering that all I teach about or Auric that you also teach about is like it's not about uh, balance as a comfort zone you know (laughs) it's like no moving forward and exploring and finding out more things about who we are until we seriously are liberated this is always coming with a little price of discomfort mm-hmm. beautiful beautiful so like what's um 
Yeah, balance is a comfort zone. That's a mind blower. I'm I'm writing that down for a um a next podcast. Um but meanwhile, like what's a what's a way that we can like optimize time to help that transformation? Nah, here we go again. This is so ingrained in our thinking. And thank you for using that phrase, you know, so that I can talk about it. We cannot optimize time. Time is time and time is optimal. And why is time optimal? Because it bends to our needs. And if time sees that, you know, my focus is on time itself and I won't have enough time and I can't get it done and, you know, time is too fast or time is too slow or this, time will just do that because time is my servant always. Mm -hmm. And to understand that, that is really important. And then I am home free because then I can really focus on the tasks at hand. It may be something medial, like doing your monthly accounting, or may it be um, having your meditation class or doing some atonement exercises during a full day where you think like, oh my God, you know, I already have to do a gazillion things for my deadlines and now I have to do this exercise Auric is talking about. No way I have time for that. And time says, well, here's no time for that. So, so there it is. There it is. I can, I can actually testimony that like when I do, when I, when I, like I had these challenges before, like, like, Oh my God, you know, I have so much to do. Like I don't have time for atonement. And then I would do the atonements, like mm-hmm. really spend mm-hmm. the quote unquote time doing it. I was like, wait, what do I need to do? Like everything just got taken care of. Yes. Like it was seriously magic. I can't even tell you how many times this happens. Yes. And also like, I always, I, I also, I laugh because like, I I have this disclaimer, like with my sessions, like Mm -hmm. quality, not quantity. Yes. Like I can look at a chart and be done like seriously, five, 10 minutes. Mm. The rest of the time, like the rest of the hour is just like helping the person really understand Mm -hmm. what is it. And like, you have to see like, where are they? coming from what can they understand but like you can really just get it in five ten minutes mm. but not everyone has the luxury of time like because i feel like time is also can also be merciful absolutely you know it can be merciful like you know i want more time to do like things and stuff like that i don't know yeah i mean depends on what things you know yeah. if it's merciful or if it's just another to way to spend it's... time with you Oh, but see, but even you. that, but even that's uh, no. I want it to be endless. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly that's what that is. So <clears throat> you then, read my mind on that. So, no, I didn't. No, that would have been my answer, though. Oh, that's <laughs> what I'm reading when I'm reading things. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so then, what then? Like, could you use the tarot for what? Yeah, to you know, like transform, like trans. I'm talking about transformation now. Like, you know, putting my focus on transformation, like, mm-hmm. could you use the tarot? That's basically what we all use, depending 
No, not no. no I have to start. Oh, I I have to ask day. the right question then. Uh-huh. Actually, okay. Yeah, that's why. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the tarot? The tarot is the one and only tool for transformation. <laughs> <laughs> really? And, yes, and in my classes, I used to mm-hmm. entertain my students. Um, with okay, somebody said yeah, but then if this is true, then how does that journey of the twenty-two apply to Christianity? And I oh, would wow. go down, mm-hmm. and I would make it fit Christianity, or I would fit it Buddhism, or I can fit it out. I can fit it into anything, because <clears throat> you know it's like the meta transformation tool. Wow. So maybe my answer to your question is, yes, you can use the tarot. That's really cool because I have a class coming up that I want to tell our listeners about in case they haven't already heard. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing an intro class into the tarot symbolism because each archetype has different symbols within it. And I want to go over, um, you know, some of the symbols within each card. Mm. Uh, especially because they're connected to our our own deck that we created, and yeah. I know that the tarot is like the number one tool for transformation. Oh, it was a trick question, guys. Yeah, I mean, I know that just for myself, like just in responding yeah. to what you had to say, mm-hmm. and I think the tarot is really cool. I think so too. It's most amazing. So and do you do you like read tarot spreads? I used to when I was a little girl because I learned about the tarot from my grandmother who uh-huh. was kind of really, really wild thing. Uh-huh. And um, so she taught me that. And then, of course, I had to practice like little readings so that she could see how I would understand that. But, you know, I gave that up. I think in my early 20s and I realized that no this is so much more than a tool for divination and um, also I have to say because I had some really bad experiences then with some energies that you know found their way into my life that I had opened by um, divining no Uh uh-huh no yeah Mm-hmm. I never heard that one. Yeah, you actually didn't. I know this is true. Whoa! Do you want to do you want to share it on the podcast? Or you want to say no, it for later? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We talk right about now, it later. But, uh-huh. but it's it's really interesting because with uh, divination, mm-hmm. I I changed the word to divine nation. Yeah, I love that. How you changed that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where we all need to go. And the tarot mm-hmm. is gonna be the the tarot brick road into it. <laughs> yes, beautiful. So, you guys, I hope you mm-hmm. enjoyed this episode of Ageless. Mm-hmm. Um, please subscribe uh, anywhere podcasts are heard Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we even have a YouTube video on there as well. So, please check us out and sign up for Speechless if you want some more in depth uh, behind the scenes uh, information. And if you're interested in my upcoming tarot class, please leave a comment or send an email to bookings at arikzander.com. And this has been Arik. And Aurelia. And you've just listened to an episode of Ageless. Ageless. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.